0: Thank mm-hmm. you. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. In 1956, then-Dearborn Mayor Orville Hubbard gave this quote to an Alabama newspaper. He said, quote, Every time we hear of a Negro moving in, we respond quicker than you do to a fire. Hubbard was the city's longest-serving mayor, in office from 1942 until 1978. His segregationist views as mayor made Dearborn a symbol of the deep-seated racism of the North, according to the New York Times. A statue of the controversial former mayor was taken down from the grounds of Dearborn's old city hall in 2015 when the building was sold, but it's back up this week outside of the Dearborn Historical Museum. Why is it important To memorialize leaders who played significant roles in local history this way, even if they're so flawed as individuals and leaders. And what's Hubbard's legacy in modern America? And modern Dearborn. We're going to spend the rest of the show today talking about Orville Hubbard, the statue, and the city of Dearborn. Uh, Bill McGraw is here. He is a former Detroit Free Press reporter, a longtime expert on the city of Dearborn. Uh, Also, Osama Siblani, who is the publisher of the Arab American News, is here. We also want to hear from you. Uh, What do you think about this statue of Orville Hubbard going up outside the Dearborn Historical Museum? should it be there should it not be there should it be somewhere else or should it be there with a little more context to try to explain some of the the sides of who he was as mayor 3135771019 uh, is the number to join the conversation that's 3135771019 you can also go to the WDET facebook page put your comments there or go to twitter and hashtag Detroit today, and uh, we will we will try to work your comments into the conversation, Uh, Bill and Osama. uh, I want to start with this idea of just should the statue be somewhere public? in Dearborn. Osama, you live in Dearborn? Yeah.
1: Um, I, I don't live in Dearborn, but I, I live in Dearborn. I mean, I, my, my residence <laughs> that's is in West Bloomfield. But a, I, I didn't it, know that, actually. <laughs> but but I eat, sleep, and, and, and I work in... Uh, <laughs> and your uh, business in, is in Dearborn. In, in Dearborn, yes, in <laughs> the Arab American news. So, yes, I, I believe that uh, Orville Hubbard is part of Dearborn's uh, history. Uh-huh. Um, you know, yesterday I happened, you know, like by accident uh, to... Uh, have lunch with the uh, scheduled lunch with the mayor of Dearborn. and um, we we discussed this uh-huh. issue and we were we talked about frankly there are things that I cannot say because he told me that it's you know like he has not it doesn't have the you know uh, the okay from the people who he discussed with uh, this issue to to reveal why he did what he did um but but I I, I, I believe that uh, uh, orville Hubbard played a major role in 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 the history of Dearborn. Mm-hmm. He is a racist, uh, no doubt about it, and that is part of his history too. And uh, and it should have been uh, displayed. I I don't I don't have a problem uh, displaying his bust, but not on the streets. I think that we should um, if I was uh, the mayor uh, or if I had uh, you know asked my opinion, uh, the mayor I would have said to him, you know, put it in the museum. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, put him in the museum and also put a plaque there say that he 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 ran Dearborn Talk for about 36, who, what he did. 36 years, and he was liked. Uh, you know, he 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 was loved by Dearborn, oh. and and Dearborn got the racist uh, you know uh, attitude because of or 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 the tone uh, uh, because of Orval Hubbard. Mm-hmm. For a long long time, Dearborn has been tainted as a racist city because of what Orval Hubbard did. It's no longer the the way it, it was before. Yeah. Now there are still people in Dearborn. Who uh, believed that Orville Hubbard was a hero? You know, and and uh, the mayor was uh, explaining to me how uh, people, when when he was younger, and his dad was the chief of police in the Hubbard administration, how did the people look at Hubbard and how did they see Hubbard? Uh, but that's a that's a history. That's a chapter in our history we've already you know closed. And I think that the bus should not have been in front of the um, uh, museum and should have been inside the museum with an explanation of what Orval Hubbard stood
0: for. a piece of history, sure. Uh, Bill McGraw, uh, these things are always about context, I think. Uh, No one's denying that uh, this, this mayor was an influential figure and an important figure in the city of Dearborn. But the question, I think, surrounds... The the placement of of this statue and what else what else is there? Talk about what, what what's actually going on with with where this is.
2: Well, the statue sits in the the eastern edge of West Dearborn, which is undergoing a multi billion dollar renaissance in a sense. Yes, because Ford Motor is redoing its engineering campus, and also Ford and others are redoing Michigan Avenue with residences and commercial properties. Mm-hmm. There's a new pastry shop. There's a steakhouse coming in. So what is the symbol that's on the, uh, basically, the entrance um, on the Detroit side of West Dearborn is this statue. And um, over the months since it was taken down, uh, a number of people, both inside and outside of Dearborn, who I've spoken with, don't have a problem with the statue being somewhere, not maybe on the City Hall property, which it was, but that it should have some sort of plaque that explains at least in a sentence that this guy was a personification of what happened all across Metro Detroit. Every old suburb discriminated against African-Americans, but he was th- the personification both because he was an outsized figure and he was in power for 36 years and he was so blatant about what he did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: is there is there a, a sense that
0: that uh, that – Folks in Dearborn are open to the idea of of contextualizing this in a different way, or is there still that that pushback uh, against the idea of of any criticism of the city or or of Hubbard?
1: Well, the demographic changes in, in it's a Dearborn. really different place. Yeah. yeah, we're in a different place uh, today than we were uh, 40 years ago. Um, uh Dearborn today, like the 46 to 47, maybe 48% of its population are Arab-American. Right. But the problem here is this, that the Arab community, uh, newcomers, even the newborn, you know, I mean, the born who were uh, born in Dearborn, uh, uh, first, second generation, do not really know much about Orville Hubbard. So in, in our paper, we are writing this year a series on uh, the Dearborn history and and Orval Hubbard is part of it so people should be educated even american uh, you know uh, uh, youngsters who uh, are uh, who live in dearborn today do not understand the history of dearborn and and what hubbard stood for and and, and all of this and that is part uh, you know of the the lack of outcry that you can you, you, can, you can explain That's why it's not happening yeah. right now because they don't know they don't know who Orval Hubbard was, the history behind them. Actually, Orval Hubbard was not only a racist person against black, against everyone not white. anyone who is you know, not white, right. Anyone who is not white. And, and he actually described uh, the Arab community as worse than the black. You know, I mean, we were not really in a very good place. We were way, way behind the black community. So right. <laughs> we were worse than than the black in his, in, his, in, his, in his opinion. So So I think people need to be educated. Uh, and he is part of the history. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are bad things that he did, and we should display it as well as the good thing that he did for yeah. Dearborn. Uh, you know, the mayor told me when I talked to him yesterday, and, and I know that Bill McGraw did not live in Dearborn at that time, uh, and I, I was I was not part of, of that history at all. I came into Dearborn 1984 uh, with another mayor that who ran on the platform of anti-Arab. You right. know, which is Michael Guido? You yeah. know, he ran 1985 a campaign based on let's let's talk about the Arab problem and the parks. Mm-hmm. And the Arab problem is addressing the Arab issues because we were the newcomers in, and the parks. It was the issues of blacks coming. My Black in kids into to the park. Yeah. So so that is you know, so, so this is where I understand Dearborn. So what we need to do is we need to educate people, and also we have to push back. Of having Orville Hubbard's statue on the edge of a two-billion-dollar development by Ford Motor Company. Yeah. That, yeah, that is important. What Bill brought in to this discussion is very, very important because if you know the geography sure. of Dearborn, sure. it's it's the it's the gateway to the west end of Dearborn. This is where the statue is uh, placed, right. and it's not placed in front of the museum. It's placed on the side of the museum where everyone has to leave where the museum can- <laughs> to go to the parking lot, or bring it, or coming from the parking lot to go to the museum has to see Orville Hubbard's face. Yeah,
0: yeah. Go ahead, Bill.
2: You know, um, one thing speaking of the history, I think that's he's been out of office for now forty years. He was really three things. He was a bigot, clearly. He was also a, a really good mayor, even Mayor Young complimented him, not to his face, but that he that Orville Hubbard ran a good city now. He did it with Ford Motor tax money, of course. Right. But Dearborn's parks, their services, they he opened up a senior citizen's apartment in Clearwater, Florida. He was very innovative what he did with his money. But he was also a clown, literally. He once put a clown mask on with a couple of buddies to avoid arrest on his way to Chicago in the 50s. He, he uh, was a flamboyant guy. He also towards the end of his career became involved with a woman 37 years younger than him, which oh, really? was a big story when it happened in the Detroit papers and in the Dearborn papers too. Um, it was So it's very public. Uh, her name's Maureen Keene. Her brother is the person who raised the money for the statue. Huh. The money was raised in a private manner. It wasn't the city that did it. And so um, they are they were, it's the late Noel Keene, um he and his sister and some others who were Hubbard's friends and acquaintances were the ones who pushed the idea of having a statue in the first place, raised $60,000 for it wow. in private funds. And as soon as it went up, went up in 1989, the NAACP was raising questions about it. And it's been a divisive thing. And Dearborn has done—Dearborn such an interesting laboratory to see how the Arab-American community has fit into Dearborn over the last 40 years— and doing something progressive, maybe open-minded with a statue and a and a plaque, could sort of I think be a healing, you know, type of thing right. for not only Dearborn but for all of Metro Detroit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. I'm talking with Bill McGraw, former free press reporter, now with Bridge Magazine, and uh, Osama Siblani, who is the publisher of the Arab American News. We're talking about the Orville Hubbard statue that has reappeared in the city of Dearborn, not in front of City Hall anymore. Now it's at the Dearborn Historical Museum, the longtime mayor and renowned racist who Tried to keep Dearborn white uh, should that statue be displayed that way in Dearborn. That's what we're talking about. Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll work your comments into the conversation. Jennifer on Facebook says, I'm appalled that the statue is displayed outside. Again, the statue absolutely needs to be preserved. It should be displayed inside Mm -hmm. with context. I hate walking through my neighborhood and having to see this horrible reminder of my city's shameful past. Cindy on Twitter says, cut off the head. Put it in a case inside with a description of everything he was about, but don't have him smiling, waving outside. Let's compromise. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number to uh, join the conversation. we got a lot of people who want to uh, talk about this. Let's go to Carol in Ypsilanti. Carol, welcome to Detroit Today.
3: Hi, Stephen. Love your show. Thank you. Um, I'm calling. Uh, I grew up in Dearborn in the 50s and the 60s, and my father knew... Uh, well, I didn't know him. My father knew Hubbard. And I tell you what, he was a hateful, hateful, hateful man. And uh, I remember I would go to Detroit or somewhere and talk to, you know, people and stuff. And the first, one of the first things they'd ask me was, where you're from? And I was really ashamed because I didn't want them to think I was like him, that I was a racist, because I wasn't. And thankfully, most of the friends that I hung out with in school weren't. But I, I feel this way. These people that, the Keen family or whatever that took all this money to get this statue, why don't they take it and put it in their basement or something or in their house?
0: So and you I'm don't sorry, want it? But that's
3: how I feel. You
0: don't want it at the. At no, the
3: museum. not at all. Same. I think it's just, it's oh. And I grew up in West Dearborn too, and I haven't seen it, and I don't want to see it. Yeah. And thank you for taking my call. No, I appreciate
0: it. Thank you. It. I, thank
1: you very I, much I, for I, calling. Th- it. You know, Go I, I, I want to see it. I want to see it, I wanted to see it, but I wanted to also remind myself and remind people of the history. Of what it means. Yeah, of what it means. Look, listen, I, I went to Alabama um, two years ago uh, in, a, in a visit to the Southern Poverty Law Center. And um, uh, I, I went to uh, Montgomery, uh, and there is a square that's called, actually, the Market Square. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's where they, uh, they used to bring in the slaves and shackles and sell them and that square and this t- still continues to be named the Market Square. And when you when you when you uh, go and 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 sit there in the square uh, beside the fountain, you only hear the the water you know running, but you can feel and hear the shackles as well. Yeah. But but what happened there is the name is still there, the Market Square, and the history is there, and you can see it. But there is a plaque. It says what this Market Square what was means. What going on? Sure. Right. And, 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 and you learn from it. So we can keep the bust, but we have to make sure that people understand that this mayor was maybe a good mayor, but he was a racist and, uh, uh, person as well. Yeah. And this is the history, and we should keep it and teach our kids the, our history. Yeah. Because people without history... They don't
0: exist. It's really interesting that you talk about uh, young Arab Americans not knowing that history, Uh, and I because it's not in the books. You know, it it is a long time ago now, right? Nineteen seventy-eight. Most most young people. But we're gonna make sure that they know. They know. You know, we're gonna make sure that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, go to Dan in Redford. You're up next. You there, Dan? Hello. Hey, how are you?
4: Hey good nice nice program um uh, yeah good subject matter I I was raised in Dearborn uh-huh. through the 50s and um I worked as a contractor in Dearborn I was Dearborn modernization and had some other businesses but at that time what my comment would be you know with without the race factor and and back then in the 50s you know it was, life was different it was it was you know um Dearborn was set up by Ford Motor Car Company where Ford had, uh, like, the Ford area for his uh, executives, and then uh, the working um, people were within Dearborn. But Hubbard represented, and the way he positioned, let's say, the building codes, the building codes at that time were the highest in the United States. Those happened after uh, the Ford Rotunda building burnt down, and he was um, concerned that uh, a couple of fire uh, fighters were killed in that building. So he wanted to um, make sure that Dearborn was safe and uh, secure, not from a racial point, but from a building standpoint. And uh, that there was a high educational facility for the children and a lot of city services, Camp Dearborn, where you could go and, uh, um, you know, have a weekend or spend time in an in a, in a area. So I, my growing up in that area was a very beneficial time, um, and it was, um, you know, it was influenced by Orville Hubbard tremendously.
0: Yeah, and and when you talk about those things, Dan, do you think they are more important than the the really overtly racist things that he said and did?
4: Yeah, I, I do. I mean, at that time, I think at that time was a whole different category of what was going on within. Uh, the United States, how we perceive things, the development. Um, Ford brought up a lot of uh, black workers from uh, the South, uh, gave them an opportunity to work um, in factories and and things like that. And so there was a, you know, they said that he developed Inkster as kind of that community for black people to come in. And he wanted where the basic premise was, is that uh, people feel more comfortable around their their own race at that time. Well, and and, uh, the, yeah, and even <laughs> even within let's say categories of Ford where you put the executives and the Ford Foundation and that where people could communicate and share ideas. And go forward.
0: Yeah, Dan. I mean, that that sounds an awful lot like a sort of tacit acceptance of the premise of separate but equal. But but I I definitely appreciate uh, your 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 call and 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 your thoughts there. Go ahead, uh, Bill McGraw.
2: Well, I think Dan has a very legitimate point about um, uh, Hubbard's effect on Dearborn, as far as the a mayor and city services and all that. But. Um, you know, and and that's that's one of the ironies of this is that Ford Motor employed more African American workers than almost any American company did in the before the war and after the war, but they weren't allowed to live in Dearborn, right? And they weren't allowed to even spend much time in Dearborn, not even walk. Exactly. Right. Exactly. They used to stop
1: so, people and and pick them up, the police, and say where are you going, and take them across Dearborn and drop them over off over in the train. And yeah.
2: you know, Dearborn is hardly unique in America. Uh, even unique in Metro Detroit, again, uh, Hubbard was this, you know, outsized personification of it. But exactly what the fact that black workers couldn't live in Dearborn and couldn't wait around in Dearborn is just what did that do to the black community? Sure. Um, they're, you know, very conscious of Orville Hubbard, older African-Americans in Detroit. So. Yeah. If it
1: wasn't for Ford Motor Company, Orville Hubbard would not have been uh, a good mayor. That's right. Because uh, Orville from- Hubbard, Hubbard benefited and he paid the bills from Ford Motor Company's taxes. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ford Motor Company should be credited, not <laughs> discredited for this, number one. And number two, you know, Ford Motor Company brought in African-Americans to work in their factories. Orville Hubbard prevented them from living, from in, living Dearborn. in Dearborn. So you could you could have been a good mayor and a great leader. He was a good mayor and a bad leader. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the Orville Hubbard statue in Dearborn and its legacy. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. Nathan and Dearborn, Harry and Sterling Heights, Ken and Royal Oak. We will get to you. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. My guests are Bill McGraw, former Detroit Free Press reporter, now with Bridge Magazine. Also, Osama Siblani, who's the publisher of the Arab American News. We are talking about the Orville Hubbard statue, which has reappeared in the city of Dearborn. You want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to the Facebook page of WDET and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Nathan and Dearborn, welcome to the show.
5: Uh, thank you. Uh-huh. I, I just wanted to call in. I actually live uh, right near where the statue just went up and I, I just want to make a couple of points. Uh, you know, the first is I understand that some people want to say, you know, he has this great legacy as mayor. But really, as mayor, I think his legacy was that he was mayor for a long time, which I don't think deserves an award, uh, you know, and he ran the city reasonably well. But then you look at the negative, and you know, he was a segregationist in the North in the 60s and 70s. This guy was way outside the pale. So you know, people trying to put it in context, I, I think the, you know, the bad well outweighs the good here. Uh, the other thing I'd like to say is that there was no notice that this was going to happen, and nobody in the city seems to want to take credit for it, which makes me think that they knew that this was not a great idea. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Nathan, great points. Thank you very much for calling uh, and making them. Mason on Facebook says, one should note about its location. Anyone who wants to read about Hubbard can read his papers or articles about him in the building behind the statue. So maybe that is an appropriate placement for it. Go ahead, Bill
2: McGraw. Speaking of that, we should also add, if you really want to know about Orville Hubbard, there's a biography of him written by David Good, former Detroit news editor. It's simply called Orvi. Uh, it's been out for over 25 years, and it's big and filled with interesting information about Hubbard.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to Betsy Indier, or Ferndale. I'm sorry. Betsy, go ahead.
6: Hi, Stephen. Thanks hey. for having me on. Sure. Yeah, I grew up in Dearborn, and I remember my history teacher saying that um, when he was in his early 20s, he worked for the city of Dearborn, and he was out raking city property, and Mayor Orville Hubbard pulled up, like, (laughs) within a couple feet of him in a car, and he leaned out the window with a megaphone. He said, (laughs) good job there, young man. (laughs) Just kind of overkill. Just a funny Orville... Mayor Orville Hubbard story. There's tons of them. Yeah. Another one is that um and this is would be show the the good side of a great city but also the dark underside of like this covert and openly racist is all and I was just told these stories yeah. but um that the trash trucks they all said on the side, keep Dearborn clean yes. and it was a very clean city. But somebody told me it was like almost like the that meant keep black people out. Yeah, I
0: can remember hearing about that as well, and that the black people took that as keeping us away from Dearborn. Uh, Betsy, thanks very much for that reminder. There are still people
1: in Dearborn who are running for office today. They use this phrase. I don't know whether I don't know whether they know what it means. But, but uh, if they don't know, then they don't understand the history, and they should not be running yeah. for an office in a, in a city that they don't understand the history. Right. And if they do, then we're <laughs> still having problems. We're still having a real
0: problem, right. Uh, uh, Ray and Woodhaven. Ray, welcome to Detroit Today.
6: Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. Um, the point I wanted to bring across, I think, um, Hubbard's statue being raised is a, another prime example of the exceptionalism that it takes for a person of color to be recognized in this country. Mm-hmm and the, um, I guess, the baseline average that it takes to just show up that gets a white person a statue.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> that double standard that uh, that we, of course, know that uh, exists in, in our society it's sort of playing out right here in this story. Ray, thanks very much uh, for that call. Let's go to Harry in Sterling Heights.
5: Uh, great show, great topic. Thank you. Uh, my father worked for Marathon Linen, and his boss uh lived in dearborn and so he was gonna have a picnic he said we're going to camp dearborn Can't, there's no lakes in dearborn uh-huh. well they bought that property out there in milford it was just it was quite a complex with right. beaches and uh concession stands and it's, i believe it's a golf course now but that was quite a facility they had at one time
0: yeah and and it was uh it was only for whites Right. Well, you white. couldn't go there.
5: Yeah. If, uh, if you, yeah, were... you had to take your
0: suntan lotion. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Oh, oh. Uh, now it's only for Arabs. Now it's... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Bill McGraw, Osama Siblani, as always, thanks for joining us you're on Detroit today thanks,
2: thanks for having man. me Absolutely,
0: it's going to do it for us today I'll be back tomorrow I hope you will too and Where join us on Friday <laughs> at the Majestic Cafe from 9 to noon for our opening day show and go to WDET.org and put your walk-up songs there we'll talk about them Friday morning this is 1019 WDET Detroit's public radio station I'll see you tomorrow